What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Build Your Best Business podcast. We have a ton of good information for you today. Um, In today's episode, we're going to be going over changes in the market and why it is a fantastic time to buy a home. Anthony, let's go ahead and get started for our guests. Yeah. So, you know, one thing that I'm seeing with my buyers right now is that they're actually getting fantastic deals on properties here in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm that they wouldn't have been able to get back in 2020 or 2021 when rates were low because you had so many buyers. So, you know, it's a fantastic time to be a home buyer because you can actually go into a property right now that's $400,000 and put an offer in for 350 and and see what happens. You might get it. Um, And, you know, it's really, it's really different than what you were dealing with two years ago because you have a lot of buyers that got into homes that really didn't even really want that home. They were just trying to get their foot in the door. And now they're even looking at trying to sell because they they bought a home that might not have had enough bedrooms for their family, mm-hmm. didn't have the backyard they wanted, it wasn't in the best area. And so there's a ton of great reasons to buy a home right now. And even though rates are so high, you know, everybody's freaking out, rates have doubled, you know, since two years, but you know, That right there is your opportunity to jump in feet first and get a great deal on a property. So let's start here. Zach, why do you think the the feds have increased interest rates? The reason the Fed has increased interest rates is because we have seen unprecedented inflation in recent times. And the goal of raising interest rates is to make lending money more expensive to go ahead and bring back the value of our dollar. Mm -hmm. Because people are seeing their dollar going a lot less further than it used to go. Yeah. And so let's talk about how the the increased interest rates, what how that actually affects home values. So with the increased interest rates, they people think that Fed increasing rates directly affects home values, which is not necessarily the case. Mortgage rates won't move in response to the rate hike directly, but it will respond to changing expectations of inflation, interest rates, and the overall health of the economy. When the Fed raises the federal funds rates, that causes other rates in the economy, such as mortgage rates, to go up as well. And so what does increased mortgage rates mean for the home buyer? So we know right off the bat that, for example, someone that has the same amount of income and the same liabilities that they had two years ago, uh, may have qualified for a 3% interest rate, which is now more than double, let's just say 6.5%. Back two years ago, that person that makes the same amount that they do now may have qualified for a home that was five hundred dollars or $600,000. And without any changes to the equation, besides the increased interest rate, they are being able to qualify for a home that's maybe 400,000 or 450,000 because the increased interest rate directly affects their PNI, which is their principal interest, which is the biggest factor in your mortgage payment. Yeah. And you know, a lot of people will look at this and think, "Man, this this puts me in a terrible spot as a first-time home buyer." But in reality, like I was saying earlier, it really doesn't because sellers will have to come to that realization eventually in their own paradigm, whatever, you know, is going on with them right now, they have to come to that realization of, okay, maybe my home might not be sellable at this $500,000 mark, but I'm getting offers for 450 because that's what the general population can afford. 
And so you're going to have situations where sellers are either going to one, take the home off the market because they're not in a dire need to sell or two, their job transfer is still in effect. Their family member in another state that passed away is still there. Their medical bills are still creeping up and they have no option but to sell at that lower price point. People have to understand that life happens. People are not going to directly wait for best and worst times in the market to buy or sell. So it's a matter of understanding the current market and the market sentiment and what that looks like and making the best possible decisions and leveraging your buying options in this yeah. market. So yeah. Anthony, could you tell our listeners a little bit more about maybe the the, the benefits from buying right now and, and what they could get from their sellers? Yeah. So when you're a buyer right now, and at least here in Vegas, right, if you pulled up realtor.com or Zillow and you looked at Vegas right now at all the homes on the market, the supply is so incredibly high and demand has gone down. So if you are still in the market to buy a home and it's something you need or want to do, you have all these options now. Way more. Way more than you would have had two years ago. So you can use that as leverage when you're speaking with your realtor about buying homes and you know your realtor is talking to the selling realtor. And even now with purchasing a home, there's this great thing called seller concessions. Beautiful. And seller concessions were not a thing two years ago. You, you if you even asked for seller concessions, they would buyer, laugh. Two, yeah, they would laugh they would at laugh you two years people ago. Two years ago were paying 10, 20, $50,000 over the appraised value for these homes. Yeah. And so now all of these, you know, a lot of these lenders that, you know, you're getting a mortgage from are seeing how seller concessions are very, very much prevalent. And they're even offering programs such as like three, two, one, buy downs, Those two, one, buy downs. And, you know, that really helps you ease into your mortgage payment. Can you explain what that really is? Like yeah, absolutely. And so this is, this is a newer term that we've been hearing about in the industry as of recent. And it is a type of uh, financing that is really popular when we see higher interest rate environments. So for example, what a two to one buy down is for all the listeners out there, you would be qualified based off of your current mortgage rate today. Let's just say, for example, your situation, you qualify for a six and a half percent. What a two one buy down would be is seller concessions would go ahead and prepay the interest rate so that on your first year after you close the home, your effective interest rate would be four and a half percent for that first year. After 12 on time consecutive payments, the second year it would go to a five and a half percent, which is the one part of the buy down. And then after another 12 months, it would go to the original qualifying interest rate that you would have initially qualified for of six and a half percent. So what, what does this do for the buyers? It allows them to ease into that mortgage payment. It allows them to essentially, for the first year, time travel back 18 months ago <laughs> and, and have a mortgage payment that is 4.5%. Yeah. And you know over time, let's just say the interest rates do go up, you'd be really glad that you locked in where we're currently at. And if the interest rates end up going down, what can you always do? I mean, you can always refinance, right? Beautiful. Exactly. Exactly. So if the rate is the only reason that you are hesitant about buying right now, there are so many options to go ahead and make it easier to buy.
Exactly. And there's even options that, you know, can still help you like down payment assistance programs. I mean, there's huge benefits when you, if you talk to a broker, you know, they're, they're most likely going to have options specifically for nurses, doctors, teachers, firefighters. I mean, if you're in one of those or, you know, a similar category of work, there's even options there for down payment assistance. So it's still a wonderful time to buy if you go into it with a little bit of strategy. And you, you have to have good expectations in the market. Oh, a hundred, yeah, a hundred percent. So if you pull up a home on realtor.com or Zillow right now, and let's just say it's 400,000, you're most likely going to see price cuts on it already, you know, in the middle of December. So a $400,000 home might've been worth 420 a month ago. And, you know, some things to look out for, and this is more from a, you know, the realtor is going to help you with this, but when you're buying a home, look at how long that home has been sitting on the market. If that home has been on the market now for a hundred plus days, there's your negotiating power. There, there is your negotiating right power. There. Right there. You can go in, lowball an offer, and you, you might get it accepted because you don't know what the seller is going through. Exactly. And so tell us some of the reasons why even in a high interest rate market, somebody might sell their home for less than, you know, appraised value. And I use quotes you can't see it, but I use quotes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this is the biggest thing is that life happens. That's, I mean, that's the biggest thing. People will always need to sell their homes. There's people that have job transfers. There's people who may have had a traumatic family problem where there's, there's medical debt or they may need to move uh, or, may, you know, for whatever reason, um, foreclosures, bankruptcies. You know, there's a, there's a lot of factors in life that can change fairly quickly that, you know, can cause people to go ahead, ahead and sell their homes. And, and some people may be in a rush to sell and they're willing to take less or to give you those seller credits to go ahead and get your foot in the door for those homes. Yeah. And so the worst case that happens is, you know, as a seller, if you're not willing to sell at a specific price because you really believe that your home is worth 500000 you really only have two options as a seller, right? You either take your home off the market or you're going to just sell at a, at a, at a lower price point because you have to. And so I think, you know, understanding that as a buyer right now that, you know, sellers are probably selling for a reason and understanding what that reason is could give you a huge buying, like a huge negotiating power. I agree. And what I want a lot of our listeners to really dial in is that the same market that may not give you as much for your home as a seller, when when you go to buy the next house is the same market that will give you the benefits of of the market of getting those seller concessions. So it's going to be the same side of the coin when you sell, if you're going to go ahead and buy another house is you're going to be able to take advantage of those seller concessions and understanding that, you know, we're transitioning to a buyer's market. Yeah. And you know, there's a lot of cool products out there. If you already own a home and you are right now equity rich, there is a lot of products that you can use to your benefit. I mean, there's things such as home equity lines of credit and home equity loans. Okay, those can be super foreign for our listeners that don't know. Could you go ahead and explain the real difference between a home equity loan and a home equity line of credit for us? Yeah, absolutely. So a home equity line of credit um, is essentially a variable interest rate that's a big credit card on your home. That's the way that I like to describe it. So if you have, let's just say you've been making your payments on time with your home, you're, you have you know, $200,000 worth of equity built up in your home, you can tap into that without touching the initial rate with a home equity line of credit or home equity loan. 
And so home equity line of credit is usually a variable interest rate spread out over 10 years and you can draw on it and pay it back as you go. So you have a $100,000 line of credit. You want to use $50,000 of it to put in a pool. Well, now you're responsible for paying back $50,000. Whereas a home equity loan is a fixed rate. It's still going to be over you know, a shorter period of time, most likely probably 10 years. And you are responsible for the entire amount that you take out. So if you go for a hundred thousand dollar home equity loan, you're going to take that. They're going to, you know, the lender is going to give you that hundred thousand, and then you're responsible paying it back pretty much immediately. But they're great options when you're looking to either, you know, build a business, you're looking to go buy another home for rental, or you know, even a vacation home somewhere. It, they're a great option to put you back in the market for a second property. I agree. And it seems like the biggest difference when someone's choosing if they want to get a HELOC or a HELOC loan is if they want the flexibility of being able to draw on the HELOC by the line of credit. Yeah. So right now, you know, I have plenty of people that have looked into home equity lines of credit to either, you know, start a business or do their first flip uh, of a property. I mean, even, you know, a good friend of mine, you know, began flipping homes here in Vegas and he's really doing well. He even got his family on board. He's teaching them the business. And, you know, he started out with his first flip coming from a home equity line of credit on his, on his property that him and his family were living in. That's huge. And it really got his foot in the door. He was working, you know, a nine to five standard typical job. And then he just started flipping these homes with the HELOC. And because he was paying them back with the profits, he was able to keep drawing on it for 10 years. And now he can qualify for, you know, pretty much any mortgage he really wants. He's got the credentials. He's got, you know, rentals that are bringing in passive income. But for him starting out, I mean, that was huge for him. A hundred percent. You know, to to jump back in the market. And so, you know, even in today's market, it's still attainable to be a homeowner. I agree. Yeah. And, you know, when you're comparing something like renting versus home ownership, I mean, what are some of the benefits of owning a home versus renting right now? So you have to understand when you own your home, that that's yours. You don't have a landlord over your head telling you what you can and what you cannot do with the property. Let's just say you want to paint your house pink or you know anything else like that or you want to make changes to the the bathrooms or redo the kitchen or anything else like that that gives you the flexibility um, as a homeowner and when you are paying your mortgage you are essentially putting money back into the house and every single mortgage payment that you have your equity in the home increases yeah. whether while you're renting there's still oftentimes a mortgage on the properties that you're renting or that property is financed. It's not necessarily free and clear. So regardless, if you are paying your mortgage or you're renting, you're still paying a mortgage. Yeah. So I'd rather it be my own mortgage. Yeah. And one thing that, you know, is, is often not talked about is, I mean, everybody's heard the saying, you know, renting is a hundred percent interest. Well, Mm -hmm. Buying, you know, even if even at a six percent interest rate, it's still high. But everybody's heard that little saying before: renting is a hundred percent interest, so why not buy a home? But one thing that's really awesome about having a home versus renting is 
when you're renting, you don't get all those little hacks like the home equity line of credit, the home equity loan, the reverse mortgage later when you're turned 65 and you don't want to work anymore and you have a ton of equity built up in your home. There's so many things that just having equity in a home can do for you that renting will just never do. Your rent's most likely only going to go up over time. Yes. While your mortgage payment, if you have a fixed rate, will be the same exact payment for the life of the loan, which is over 30 years in most cases. You know, I mean, you know, when it comes down to what I understand, there's there's some instances where maybe you're in a spot temporarily or you're only going to live someplace for a year or maybe you don't have enough saved up for a down payment or whatever the case may be where renting is the better option at the moment. When you want to build long-term personal and generational wealth, real estate is one of the safest investments that you can have to build that over time. Yeah. Like, I mean, imagine if you had purchased a home, well, I use Vegas, for example. Imagine if you had purchased a home here in Vegas 15 years ago. I mean, your, your property has probably gone up two times, if not three times in value, especially if you're in some of the nice areas. And so right there, that should be enough to realize that even though interest rates might be six and a half percent or whatever they are, it's still worth it because if you're renting, you never have the option to refinance it later. There's, there's no option there. It's not your, you, you don't own it. And I think what you touched on about paying somebody else's mortgage, I mean, especially if you're in a house, maybe not an apartment, yeah. but especially if you're, if you're renting a house, you're, you're, you're most likely paying for somebody else's mortgage, which I, I personally would not want to do, but you know, everybody to each their own. I agree. Bottom line, guys, home ownership gives you the freedom to do what you want with your home and you can go ahead and start building that wealth over time. All right. So, you know, when we're talking about home ownership here and if it's still worth it to buy, I mean, it's you really do have with the supply going up, you have a ton of options. And even the lenders, I know we touched on it a little bit about the the three, two, one buy down and the two, one buy down. The, The key thing to remember here with those programs is you don't pay for them as a buyer. Your seller is responsible for paying them. And so if I can leave with anything, if we can leave with anything here today about whether home ownership is possible or not, there are so many options for you out there. And, you know, a good loan officer, a good realtor, they're going to really set you up to to find some of those options. I agree. All right, guys, um, I hope you gained some value out of today's episode. We look forward to seeing you guys in the next one. Later. That was good. That was a great ending.